so you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Franke are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome back to the Rebels podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Star Wars Rebels animated series on Disney XD. My name is Matt, your co-host for the show. And of course, let me bring in your founder and host of the Rebels podcast, Mr. Michael Cohen. What's up, my friend? How you doing? Hey, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty awesome, actually. I'm doing pretty good, too, man. We had a yeah. great episode. Uh, yeah. To me, I mean, it's it's a, such a short season, but this is obviously my uh, my favorite so far of this, mm-hmm. of this short season. And uh, we will get into that in the recap. But yeah. uh, there's a few things in the news and, and something you wanted to mention. So uh, let's just jump right into A small rebel force has penetrated the shield. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. Rebel base in range. You rebel scum. Mike, we got our first look at Vader, Darth Vader, in this Rebels animated series. And wow, mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm a huge Vader guy, so there was no way this was going to disappoint me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, and, and there's probably a lot of Vader, Vader fans out there that probably think the same way. But uh, I just loved it. James Earl Jones is back. Uh, he sounded, I mean, of course, he sounds a little bit different. It's been. Yeah. decades and decades since he's done the voice but still it was there you can tell and hey you know what before you even i even ask you mike let's just take a quick uh preview or a quick listen actually to uh to the added scene the spark of rebellion That's what uh, a lot of us actually, we, we talked about this before. What would Vader's presence be uh, mm-hmm. in this particular show? Yeah. And 
and, and that's kind of what we thought it was going to be, right? I mean, it was going to be him. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of, kind of telling uh, the Inquisitor what to do, and and kind of giving some direction from afar, but not getting involved himself because, you know, some of the obviously the big Jedi are out of the picture now, and these are just mm -hmm. small little factions or whatever. So that's kind of what we thought was going to be with Vader. So I don't know what do you think, Mike? What do you think of seeing Vader and James Earl Jones back in Star Wars Rebels? I I'm very surprised that it was right at the beginning yeah, wasn't of that a the shock? episode. Yeah, um, I thought that it was going to be at the end because I think that there were probably a lot of people who tuned in for the first five minutes, saw that, and then went, "Oh, cool." Yeah, well, I'm I'm done. I'm not watching this again, <laughs> right? Because uh, it for me, I mean, I watched it, but but that's because I was in the middle. Like I was I was uh, I was working on a project that that I'll talk about in a minute, but. Um, but yeah, I think that most people probably had the same reaction that I did, which is like, oh, it was right at the middle, or right at the beginning. Well, I've I've watched this like four times now, right, so right. I really don't think that I need to watch the uh, the the opening the the spark of rebellion, you know, sort of premiere again. Right. But I, you know, I kept it on. I watched it anyways. But. Um, but I think that a lot of people probably tuned out because, you know, if you watched it when it was first released online and then you watched it again, uh, immediately following because it was so awesome. Uh, and then you watched it when it aired on TV, then you've watched it at least three times. All right. Mm -hmm. So like, and I think that a lot of people have probably gone down that road, especially because, uh, there was a bit of a gap. Not really. I mean, I guess that, that there was an episode up online the, that week or whatever, but because um, we had the Friday and then and then it wasn't until what the following Monday that mm -hmm. we had a new episode, really. Right. So. Right. Um, so I think there's a lot of time where people wanted more for them to go back and rewatch that first bit, as well as uh, droids in distress. Right. I would say that those are probably the episodes that people have watched the most because because with with Rebels, what happened with me, at least is I is I watched it and I loved it so much that I immediately felt starved for more, right? Mm -hmm. Like it it I needed I needed to have to have more rebels immediately. And uh and, and since there wasn't really a lot to choose from <laughs> it was kinda like go back and watch the, the, the premiere again, right? Yeah. But uh but yeah, I mean it it, it it was a cool scene. It was a cool clip. I I feel like it was a little bit it was a little bit wasted though it's like we're all still really excited about the series why why get us all amped up and watch the to watch the uh the premiere again right like i feel like that would have been a much better uh as we expected it to be a much better tool to get everybody to tune in later in the series mm -hmm. right? Like, right like say the season finale or something but <clears throat> it, they they decided for whatever reason to do this ABC broadcast and uh, and to to throw that that extra clip in there and uh, and like we talked about last week, it just goes in with all of their very odd decisions about how they're they're marketing this right how mm -hmm. they're how they're doing their thing with uh, with Star Wars Rebels. I mean, uh, as as we're recording, <clears throat> basically as we started. Uh, the uh, the the rebels recon went up for rise of the old masters, 
And so that that makes me think that next week's episode is probably a few minutes behind, right? right? Like it's it's probably coming pretty quick, right? So I, uh, you know, uh, it's it's just it's so weird because here we are talking about the episode that airs tonight, but it's kind of already aired, and we got we got a lot of comments actually uh, in agreement with us that that is very weird that that we uh like the the hype is gone the excitement is gone by the time the episode airs because now everybody's just waiting for the new one right yeah right yeah. so i don't know it's it's a very weird way that they've been going about this um i can't wait to to hear the numbers from from last night's uh episode right. uh, or mm-hmm. last night's uh airing of of spark of rebellion um i hope that it it got a bunch of new people into it um and and i hope that it uh that, that it did well i hope that it converts some uh some people who were kind of on the fence mm-hmm. and hadn't hadn't decided to check it out yet but well i think it, it you're exactly right this was just a a thing to to put on because it's going on abc big time prime time on a sunday where mm-hmm. you know most every family is sitting down to watch tv um so i was watching the baseball game but Nevertheless, this is a big time, prime time viewing, and what are, what are we going to do to make this different? Then I mean, they can't just. They're probably saying, thinking, you know, we can't just show the same thing again. Mm-hmm. How are we going to? Yeah. And 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 that's why it just it just seems so bizarre, like to be in the beginning. And it, it kind of made sense. I mean, they're just setting up. Okay, this is what's going on in Rebels. There's some Jedi around there, and these guys are going to go after him. But you're right. It could have been better served. Uh, I mean, you could have put it in this episode we're going to talk now, Rise of the Old Masters. Mm-hmm. You could have put it, like you said, maybe down the end of the line. So, so this makes me think, well, maybe are we going to get something really cool at the end as a, as a finale? Um, yeah. To where we, we might even see Vader in animated form, not just a hologram uh, or somebody else or whatever that is. So, yeah, it was definitely just done to, to get some viewers into that Sunday broadcast for ABC. But nevertheless, it was... Just as a Vader fan, it was cool to hear that. Oh yeah, to hear James Earl Jones again, and he's he's still sounded great. I mean, yeah, of course he's a little bit of different intonation or whatever, but it's still him, and it's still that same uh, rhythmic uh, speaking and all that. It just it was it was great. Loved it. Yeah. Um, but you were saying though, Mike, you were working on a project while you were watching that uh, Spark of Re- Rebellion again. You wanted to talk about that. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was a good excuse for me to uh, <laughs> to sit and watch, uh, not really watch because I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention, but to uh, to at least kind of check out uh, the, that clip and everything because I was uh, I was watch I was I was building uh, my Lego uh, ghost, the 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 larger part of the ghost, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd already I'd gotten the Phantom. Uh, right when they came out, but uh, which is the smaller ship that we that we saw kind of for the first time in this episode. Right. Um, so I built that a while ago, but then I just got the ghost yesterday, and it was kind of perfect because it was like grab that and then uh, and then sit and uh, put that together over about a three hour period because it's a very <laughs> large set. Um, I mean, it's no, it's not, it's not the Millennium Falcon or anything. But right. it is uh, it is a very involved, complicated set with a lot of pieces, so it, it took a little while to put together. But uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, it comes with 
with uh, Kanan, uh, Zeb, Hera, and a stormtrooper, and uh, and this Kanan minifigure is is probably one of my favorite uh, Lego minifigures that I have. Um, I mean, I've got some cool ones because I've got I've got a few Obi Wan Kenobi's. I've got a Kit Fisto. Um, I've got an Indiana Jones somewhere kicking around here. <laughs> I, I, I've got tons of different superhero ones like Iron Man and uh, and Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman and whatever. Um, but but I really like it. Like the the he's got a custom uh, hair piece for which for <laughs> like Lego fans. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time, Lego guys kind of all just have the same generic hair, but Kanan has his uh, his little, his ponytail deal. But it's very clearly it was created just for his for his minifigure. Um, and then uh, uh, just the detailing on on actually on all of them, like they've all been done really well. Um, they look really great. But this brings me to my only complaint. The only complaint that I have about the Star Wars Lego as as it is right now, which is that there isn't a single set to complete my Ghost Crew, I because as you might have noticed, there's one character missing. Um, with Phantom, you get Ezra and and Chopper, mm-hmm. and then I there is no set currently for for Sabine. Uh, there's not one available and there's as far as I can find on the internet there's not one coming out anytime soon so it's kind of it's kind of uh, it's kind of upsetting it's kind of disappointing because I because I'd like to to get that at some point but uh, but right now it doesn't seem like Lego has any plans so I don't know maybe if one of our listeners out there can post something on our Facebook page or our group and show me uh, show me that I'm wrong. Uh, I would love to be wrong about it, but uh, but as far as I can tell right now, it's uh, it's not it's not not coming. It's not happening. But, mm, very odd because yeah, she's know. part of the crew. She's always been part of the crew. She was there from yeah. the beginning. So a little odd that they maybe it was just they ran out of they didn't want to put another figure in there. It's like too many figures. We can't give them yeah. all the figures. <laughs> I mean, I kind of went through the same the same problem with the Ninja Turtles Lego when that all came out at first because i uh, my initial plan was just uh, i just wanted to get one of each of them and then the the sewer layer uh-huh. but it became uh, by the time that you that you managed to get all of them you have almost every single set in the first series mm-hmm. that they did so i ended up just collecting the whole first series which i'm sure is exactly what they what they wanted right right i mean that's that's kind of what they were going for but um one of the interesting things about this Lego set is that the the Phantom is much larger in the Lego set than it is in the show. In the show? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And even then, it's still smaller than it is in the show. Because in the show, uh, as we saw in this episode, it, it can seat pretty much the entire team, right? Um, oh, yeah. But, but the Lego set basically has room for, for Ezra in the front in the cockpit and then uh if you pop open the top you can get chopper uh in there but then the uh the the ghost itself it's not like it opens up and has a bunch of compartments or anything like it's not like it has the the i don't know like the the rooms or anything like that for the uh 
for the crew members. So mm-hmm. it's uh, I, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's not. It's definitely not series accurate because the Phantom also also like docks with the cockpit slid inside the Ghost, but with the the Lego set, it the cockpit faces out the back, mm-hmm. which I found really surprising because I like I thought that they that the Lego set would be accurate, but it turns out that that it's not because I'm just uh, I've been looking at the uh, the the uh, what's it called the um, the visual guide mm. and it shows it sort of like docked in there and it I don't know like faces inside it so so it's not the most accurate and it makes me wonder if they're going to do a larger one because I think we've seen three different models if not four for the Millennium Falcon right. over the years where they they kind of keep doing more and more detailed ones but man if it were any bigger it would be like uh like a 250 dollars set which i think actually the millennium falcon was like about 150 or 160 right um but all altogether this one's kind of close to that it's about 130 i think hmm. wow when you buy both sets right right when you put the two together yeah legos is definitely not the cheapest no (laughs) it is not it is not the cheapest so i'm hoping that whatever set they put sabine in it's like a it's like a little like 15 dollar set like the 12.99 set (laughs) something but something tells me i won't be that lucky yeah all you need is that one little figure to put in there and you're fine yeah yeah (laughs) well the only other thing we got before we hit the recap is uh there's been some rumors going around mike about some more actors uh voice actors appearing and characters appearing in the mm-hmm. rebel series and if you don't want to know anything uh just skip ahead just a, a minute or so but uh the the latest one now is sam what uh coming back to voice a particular character we don't know yet but uh, he's been linked as coming back to clone wars which is mm. kind of not really a big surprise i mean he's he's a huge star wars fan did a yeah. lot of great stuff with darth maul and the clone wars Dave Filoni, um, I'm sure, is behind this guy, so I'm sure he'll be back uh, as soon as he can. And the other one is Lando, uh, and we've heard of this before. I mean, we kind of already sort of know that Lando's coming back, but uh, our Billy D, in fact, I'm not, yeah. not saying Lando, but Billy D was basically confirmed saying he's coming on the show. So what is he going to play? Is he going to be Lando? Or is he going to play another character that I've heard rumblings of, of a, a character named Fulcrum? But uh, mm-hmm. this is all just kind of throwing out their speculation just the last couple days I've, I've heard that so if anybody's heard that that is all I know for now but you know stay tuned I'm sure we'll get some some news as soon as they are ready to release any of that but that's kind of the latest stuff that's going on with Star Wars Rebels other than that Mike anything else you want to hit before we jump into it no let's uh, let's get into the recap Jedi Master Luminata and Julie has been in prison somewhere in the Stygian system. We can't pass this up. Use the Force! Ezra, your formal Jedi training starts tomorrow. I am the Inquisitor. Chopper, get us out of here! This is the Padawan I encountered on Stygian Prime. Have no fear. Help is on the way. There's a lot more at stake than you realize. Well, kid, you pulled it off. Was there ever any doubt? Yes. The old masters. And it starts off in the high skies above Lothal. Kanan has Ezra doing handstands in the open air on top of the ghost. <laughs> uh, on top of the ghost. 
Ezra tries to focus, but Kanan quotes Master Yoda and tells him, do or do not, there is no try. When Ezra asks what it means, Kanan admits that he doesn't fully understand it himself. They move on to a different drill where Chopper hurls empty bottles and Ezra uses Kanan's lightsaber to block the incoming projectiles with his eyes closed. Ezra is unsuccessful, however, and he loses his balance and falls over the edge of the ship. Kanan uses the force to halt the boy's freefall through the clouds and pulls him back into the ghost. So, Mike, as soon as this thing opens, I mean, we, they've done this now the last few times where they're opening with uh, Ezra and uh, working on the force. And, mm-hmm. and here, again, is a great, a great little scene. And, and the way they did this uh, as almost making fun of Yoda, because we all thought the same thing, like, back at least back when we watched the empire strikes back it's like what the heck does he mean by that you know and, and here it is <laughs> both these guys are like you know i don't really don't know what he's talking about either but it yoda says to do it so we're going to do it you know it's one of those things and it's kind of like a, a nice little funny jab at, at yoda and the way he talks and, and w- just what he says and it actually comes full circle at the end of this episode they talk about it again but uh, another thing i noticed too is that Kanan is, you know, he's barely a Jedi himself, right? I mean, yeah. and here he is with this, I guess you want to call it pressure or whatever, and he's not ready for it, to try to train a kid that's very powerful already. And and that's the thing that, that kind of jumped out at me. Is he's having a hard time with this, um, what to do. And and I, he, it's almost like he he wants to do it, but he doesn't, I don't think he, he's really that confident that he can do it. And, he, and it just, he has that... It's just it's just so noticeable that he's that he's barely a Jedi himself and he's trying to do this this teaching. So, what do you think about this first uh, scene, Mike? Yeah, I mean it's it's a it, this is kind of what I was hoping to see mm-hmm. from from Kanan's character is that uh, he's not a Jedi either. Uh, he might he might have a lightsaber and he might uh, he may have been a Padawan at one point in time. But I'm I, I'm kind of reminded of of the moment in episode two, when uh, when I think it's like Co Bibble who refers to Anakin as a Jedi, mm-hmm. Master Jedi, and Padme is very quick to correct <laughs> yeah. him and go, "Oh, Anakin's just a Padawan. He's not a Jedi." Yeah, right. And it's like there's a there's a big difference because you can still flunk out at that point, right? And uh, mm-hmm. as the expanded universe told us, go to the Agricorp where you basically just you know you're a farmer with force powers right um and you use the force to like to help grow plants but i but kanan kanan obviously not not flunking out of being a jedi but his his training being cut short by order 66 which we don't know a lot about yet uh there was a great interview uh eric goldman uh, uh, from IGN just did an awesome interview with Dave Filoni where they basically all they talked about in this interview was was Kanan mm-hmm. uh, and and sort of his his backstory and uh, and Dave Filoni gave a little bit of of insight to it without revealing any real details not nothing more than than what we already know from from uh, the series as well as uh, a new dawn, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a little bit of information that we get from a new dawn. So I, yeah, and it, it'll be really that comic series, the uh, that okay. with with Kanan mm-hmm. uh, that starts. I think I think that one starts in March. Um, right. That that we'll see more of his backstory right. and and just how 
how he came to 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 be in the situation that he is in and just how much knowledge he has right so when when you hear him say uh do or do not there is no try but then when when ezra pushes him on it he's like yeah i don't really know what it means either i just heard yoda say right so there there are two elements at work here one he he didn't complete his training so although he has knowledge he doesn't he doesn't necessarily understand that knowledge, right? He doesn't really comprehend it. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, everybody walking out of the Empire Strikes Back, going like, "Do or do not, there is no try." Like that's really catchy, but what does it mean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Kanan hasn't had the opportunity to internalize that just yet. He does later on in this episode, right. I think. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, but that's exactly what I wanted to see. That's what I said when at first. When, when, uh, cause first we got introduced to Chopper and then we got introduced to Kanan and then we got introduced to Ezra, right? And so when we first got introduced to Kanan back in, uh, what was that, like March or April, mm-hmm. um, I was a little bit hesitant. I, he wasn't exactly, like, that's not what I wanted. When, when they announced Star Wars Rebels, I was like, oh, cool, it's gonna be a bunch of Rebels. There won't be any Jedi in it. Um, you know, taking place between episode two and three, episode three and four, um, that there wouldn't there wouldn't be any Jedi. So then, when we heard that that Kanan and Ezra were going to be in it, it was like, oh well, that's a little bit disappointing. Until you start to consider the implications of it, right? right. And once once it, it became apparent that you know it's uh, that Kanan's not a Jedi, but through training Ezra he might become a Jedi, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and he'll, he'll have the opportunity to, to uh, revisit his his old master's teachings and, uh, and and sort of become a fully realized Jedi by the end of it. So there's it, it, they kind of get around it by going like, oh, they have Jedi in the show, but they're not really Jedi, mm-hmm. right? They have Force users in the show. Mm-hmm. But but I don't know, like, I, I Kanan's not a Jedi. He might, he, people might throw that word around when they see him because he has a lightsaber and everything but i don't consider him a jedi right mm-hmm. uh, just like when luke goes in to jabba's palace and and refers to himself as a jedi knight and then later on he goes to see to see yoda and it's like yeah well your your training wasn't complete <laughs> yeah. right and he goes he goes so i am a jedi and he's and yoda's like no in order to be a jedi you have to you have to go through the like basically you have to go through the trials and you haven't done your trials yet you still have to go confront Vader mm-hmm. right but um, it's kind of it's kind of like that where like we've got a character who's walking around and he calls himself a Jedi but he's not he's not really a Jedi yet right right he's kind of I I would put him basically where where Luke was when Luke confronted Vader the first time in Empire Strikes Back. I think that's where his training is, right? It's not complete. Um, he's got a very... He's, he has he definitely has abilities and skills uh, that he can do because he was trained by, by a Jedi Master, but he is not a Master himself. He's definitely not qualified to be teaching Ezra. So those feelings are coming out, right? He doesn't have the confidence because he knows inside that... He doesn't. He doesn't understand the force, mm-hmm. right? And uh, but one of the big parts I think of the force is is understanding that you don't understand, right? That's the sort of thing that Yoda would uh, yeah. 
I think in part on on a, on a young Jedi. So well, you, you just mentioned his his power, and he did show that he had some pretty good power ability by mm-hmm. by using the Force to to stop a free fall, which I gotta imagine is a pretty pretty big feat. So this kid or Kanan is is showing a lot of skill and a lot of power in the force by being being able to do that but but again like you said he just seems like he's as a teacher so far it's been just only i'm guessing only a few days or whatever it's been that mm-hmm. he's just kind of making his stuff as he goes along like okay let's let's uh, go on the top and practice some balancing like maybe that's what kanan did when he was younger and then at yeah. the end there's a really good scene at the end that i just love the way they capped this one off and we'll talk about that but um yeah power well i i said I said out loud when the episode opened that I was like, oh, Jedi handstands. <laughs> yeah. It's the most important part of your Jedi yeah. training is being able to do a you handstand. You do a one-handed handstand. Yeah. Right, right. It's, it's really important. It's, it's... <laughs> oh, good stuff. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> uh, cool. Uh, sorry. I, yeah, I was I was looking at pictures uh, from the episode. <laughs> uh, inside the ship, Kanan criticizes Ezra for his lack of focus and discipline. Meanwhile, Sabine watches an Imperial news report regarding Zeb and Ezra's recent escapade with the stolen TIE fighter. The broadcast is suddenly interrupted by a secret message from an exiled Imperial senator claiming that Jedi Master Luminara Unduli is still alive and being held prisoner in the Stygian system. Kanan decides the opportunity to free Luminara is too good to pass up and even hopes that she may be able to train Ezra better than he can. Hera agrees, and she plots a course for the Stygian system, while the rest of the crew prepares for the mission. This is Senator in Exile, Gold Travis. I bring more news the Empire doesn't want you to hear. What's a Gold Travis? The only member of the Imperial Senate with the courage to speak out publicly against the Empire. One of the Republic's greatest peacekeepers, Jedi Master Luminara and Julie, is alive. She's been imprisoned unlawfully somewhere in the Stygian system. As citizens, we demand the Emperor produce Master Unduli and grant her a fair trial before the entire another successful planetary liberation, utilizing the Base Delta Zero initiative. This Luminara, you knew her? I met her. Once. She was a great Jedi Master. Brave. Compassionate. Disciplined. In fact, she'd make an excellent teacher for you. There have always been rumors she survived the Clone Wars, but they never came with a specific location before. We can't pass this up. Was hoping you'd say that. I'll set course for the Stygian system. The rest of you, prep for an op. You hear that? He's done with me. He's gonna pawn me off on some stranger. Well, I guess already starting to feel like he's part of this this family now, and he's actually taking this kind of hard that uh, as or uh, Kanan's going to kind of dump him off. Not necessarily dump him off, but it's like we talked about earlier. Kanan knows that that he shouldn't be the one training this kid, but there's nobody else out there, and he's got to do it. But if he can find somebody like Luminara, who's who's shown in the past that she can, this would be a great opportunity for Ezra and for the crew to get her and get her out of there. But what a masterful plan. And it totally, this totally blew me out. I had no idea this was coming. Masterful plan by, by the Inquisitor and, and maybe Vader, who knows. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the other thing, too, is I, I think it's important that 
to know that the empire is still, or not the empire, but the Senate is still a part of the galaxy. And, and there still are people in the Senate that don't agree with what the empire is doing. So that's where you get these, these coded messages like this one from, I think they call him Gail Travis, where it yeah. sounds like these rebels and the crew have seen this before. They know that there's coded messages that go out about just certain items or whatever's going on. So, so the crew of the ghost has no idea that they could be falling into this gigantic trap, but, uh, but just some, just some good stuff there. Mike, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I, we, one thing to note is that Gaul Travis is, uh, voiced by Brent Spiner. Oh, that's right. That's right. Huh? Who I, yeah, people might re- uh, recall that name. Because uh, that is data from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, Star Trek uh, crossing over. Yeah. Um, although he's not the first Star Trek no, character right. to uh, to Star Trek actor, I should say, to uh, to make an appearance on on a Star Wars a TV series. I mean, obviously we had uh, we had uh, uh, George Takei uh, playing. Uh, oh man, what was that guy's name? Was it the Nemoidian yeah, guy? It was the, uh, the, the, I want to say something. Defoli, yeah, um, whatever his name was, Dirt or something like that. Dirt or something. Yeah, yeah, lot dirt. That's yeah. what it was. Or yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. So, so uh, joining joining the the uh, the other uh, Star Trek actors who have been turned to the uh, the light side <laughs> yeah. of the force. No, we love Star Trek around here as well. But yeah, um, yeah. I uh, the interesting thing that I I. I'm left wondering from this scene is I uh, is Gaul Travis because of what we know happens later in the episode mm-hmm. is Gaul Travis actually still working for the Empire mm-hmm. is he is he a plant right like is he a stooge for the Empire right. that does these things yeah. that that they use to uh, like as a way of manipulating or did 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 the Inquisitor just make sure that Gaul got this information? Right, similar similarly to how the emperor makes sure that the Bothans get the the plans for the for the second Death Star, mm-hmm. right. right? So that he can lure the the rebels into a trap. I mean, the the similarity here between this episode and Return of the Jedi yeah. and sort of like the plot for, of the Dark Side, mm-hmm. very very similar. But at the same time, when you're watching it, you don't really think that. Yeah. Right, like I can't say that I thought that when I was watching it, but mm-hmm. but uh, but there it is, right? It's uh, it's 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 a very similar plot. Uh, and this is how it's how the dark siders work. That's what they <laughs> yeah, do. yeah, definitely. And like I said, it had me fooled too. I mean, I I thought, oh wow, there's a you know, there's oh yeah, I I didn't know how yeah. they were gonna deal with Luminara being in the series, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, what do you what what are they what's going to happen like are they going to rescue her but then she's going to sacrifice herself right, or right. are they going to rescue her but then she's going to like go somewhere else like like are like are we trying to set up for like episode 7 that that after Luke defeated the empire emperor that that all these jedi came out of the woodwork like all the ones that that Obi-Wan had had sort of warned away right mm-hmm. um yeah i feel like that's going to happen in episode seven, that, that and that rebels is going to sort of lay the groundwork for that, and and some of the things again that that Dave Filoni said in that interview with Eric Goldman uh, uh, over on IGN, uh, one of the things that he said is that that although we never necessarily saw this crew of rebels, 
right that we're seeing on star wars rebels uh, the the crew of the ghost just because we never saw them in return of the jedi when when the 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 fleet messes at solist doesn't mean that they weren't there mm-hmm. right it's just like we follow we follow the a team right yeah, like we yeah. follow it's like oh there there goes there goes the a team to go you know blow up the shield generator it's the, all, all the cool kids <laughs> yeah, right yeah. like like uh, i think uh I think Robot Chicken has covered that that territory, but I uh, uh, like it, that's not to say that they that you know maybe Kanan and Ezra were were also there, like the ghost was also there, but they had a different mission, right? Um, maybe they were they were off doing something else. Maybe they were maybe they were stuck in the middle of something else when that was happening, right? We don't mm-hmm. know. Um, they they've never they just never crossed paths, right? Right, so that's a and and he wasn't confirming anything, but he was like Dave was sort of throwing that out there as a as an option, mm. right? It's a, as 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 one of many possible futures. So <laughs> yeah, many so we'll, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see how that how that plays out. But I think that that's one of the things that that we will be setting up over the course of Star Wars Rebels mm. is is definitely a connection to episode seven but this wasn't the one right. this wasn't the uh yeah the time for that to happen yeah uh, that was yeah like i said had me fooled and i was like whoa what's gonna happen with luminar here this is yeah. good stuff uh, looking over a holographic map sabine briefs the rest of the team on the spire the heavily defended imperial prison that they're attempting to break into the fortress seems nearly impenetrable but kanan devises a risky plan to sneak into the least guarded entrance the ghost emerges from hyperspace and enters the Stygian, uh, Stygian, Stygian Prime's atmosphere. Leaving Chopper in charge of the ship, Hera and the rest of the crew depart in the Phantom, a small shuttle that detaches from the rear, rear hull of the ghost. As they approach the prison, Sabine hands out grenades for the, for the team to use in emergencies. Kanan reminds Ezra to, stry, to, to try and stay focused, to which Ezra smugly replies, I thought there was no try. Uh, sorry Uh, Hera approaches a small platform protruding from a cliff and opens the phantom's rear hatch Kanan leaps from the shuttle lands gracefully on the platform and quickly and quietly knocks out two guards with his bare hands trying to follow his mentor's example Ezra also leaps from the ship he tumbles across the platform and bangs loudly against the sealed door that leads into the prison Four more troopers emerge through the through the door. Zeb and Sabine jump onto the balcony and help Kanan easily dispatch the new arrivals. Ezra uses his slicing tools to unlock the door, and the rebels enter the prison. Hera keeps the Phantom parked just beneath the entrance, clinging to the wall of the facility and broadcasting a jamming signal to avoid detection on Imperial scanners. So this is I think this is the first time that we've really seen what Ezra is role is within the group Mm -hmm. and it's that that he's kind of a lockpick right like he's he's got those thief skills so in in dungeons and dragon terms we would refer to him as the rogue he would be the 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 guy who's gonna who's gonna you know bust in and (laughs) i you know i i disarm traps and uh and and break through the 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 locks and and that sort of thing and like pick locks and whatever um so i think that that's what what his role is because if you notice he rarely carries a weapon no 
Right. Like, and 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 we know we know from from uh, promotional art that eventually he's going to build a lightsaber of his own. But at the moment, he doesn't have a weapon of his own. He he's got that slingshot, which is kind of a a bit of a non-lethal weapon. Right. But um, but he doesn't. He never carries a blaster or anything. So um, it's it's interesting because everybody else seemingly has their their part to play. But but going into this, I was kind of curious what it would be that Ezra was there to do, mm. other than you know learn from Kanan, right? right? But but here we see that he's going to slice through the door, slicing being the uh, the Star <laughs> Wars term for hacking, yeah. for those who who don't know. But uh, yeah, it seems like that's his that's his role on the team. He certainly shows no fear at this point, and yeah, a little bit of maybe even a little bit of overconfidence that. You know, he's trying to do some of the things that Kanan's doing. And obviously, he, yeah. he, he was able to make the jump, but he didn't land gracefully. He bangs into the wall. So he's he's got the, the right, I guess, mindset for where he, he's he's just going for it. And he thinks he can, but he's he's a little over his he's a little over his ability at this point. But I'm sure we'll see him kind of grow into that. I think one of the funniest things of, of this particular scene, too, was... It was in the background. I think it was the point where Ezra was tinkering with the the door, and in the background you see Zeb trying to uh, kind of prop up a stormtrooper to make him look like he's standing guard by the door. And it was just mm-hmm. th- these are the kind of things that that can make or break for me. Like just it's real subtle. It's in the background. If you're if you're paying attention and watching that, you're going to see it and you're going to kind of chuckle at it. And go, oh, that's 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 pretty good. You know, they're doing stuff in the background. It's kind of funny. You know, he's trying to prop it up and make it look like he's 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 still standing there guarding the the tower. And he's, you can see him kind of fluff the stormtrooper up and kind of bang it around a little bit to see if he can get it to to stand up straight. And it's just little things like that. I think just make some you know, make a difference between just a like a cartoon and an animated series that uh you know about star wars that that you can that adults can enjoy and it's kind of like pixar movies where it's like everybody can enjoy it because they throw stuff in for adults but you know they make it for kids so i think this is the kind of thing that they got to keep doing uh just little little things like that that make a break in a, an episode so love that stuff inside the fortress kanan can sense luminaris presence but somehow but something about it feels odd Sabine accesses the facility's computer and realizes that the actual layout of the prison is different from the schematics they used to plan the mission, forcing Kanan to change his plan on the fly. The team crowd into a turbo lift and head for the prison's lower levels. Outside, a group of large winged creatures approach the Phantom and start bumping against the ship's hull. Much to her dismay, Hera realizes that these creatures have mistaken her jamming signal for a mating call. Worried that the beast will attract unwanted attention, she is forced to detach from the prison, flying off into the night with the creatures in tow. So a new species, uh, Mike, that I haven't seen before, and uh, kind of mm-hmm. like big, you know, manta rays or something like that with long tails. But uh, I think, uh, cool, you know, it's fine, no big deal. They're actually going to play prominently in this episode in the very end here but and we'll get to that there at the end but again kanan he's sensing luminara and this time he's he he senses her but he knows there's something wrong so so he he's he's got some kind of a a feeling and and this probably goes into his training like maybe if he was a full-on gemini he would realize like this she's she's not here it's just a 
a ghost or whatever the heck it is, but he's just not able to, he's just not strong enough yet. He's just not, not powerful enough to realize exactly what's going on. So that's how he gets lured mm-hmm. into this, this trap that they're setting up for him. So, uh, go ahead, Mike, you want to keep going or you have anything else to add? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Kanan emerges from the turbo lift and knocks out two more stormtroopers. He and Ezra proceed deeper into the prison while Zeb and Sabine stay back and guard the elevator. Kanan and Ezra find Luminara in her cell, but they are shocked when the aged Jedi, a Jedi Master's image, flickers and disappears before a coffin against the wall, with Unduli's corpse clearly visible inside. Just then, the Inquisitor enters the cell and seals the door behind him. The menacing, pale-faced Powin ignites his red lightsaber and reveals that Luminara died years ago, but he's been spreading false rumors to lure surviving Jedi to their deaths. Kanan ignites his lightsaber and battles his new enemy, but he is outmatched. The Inquisitor has studied the Jedi Temple archives and knows Kanan's fighting style and the masters he trained under. Ezra uses his grenade to blow open the cell door, allowing him and Kanan to escape. No, it doesn't seem complicated. I am the Inquisitor. Yes, I'm afraid Master Luminara died with the Republic, but her bones continue to serve the Empire, during the last Jedi to their ends. Spectre 3, come in. It's a trap. There will be no reinforcements. Interesting. It seems you trained with Jedi Master Depa Vilas. How? Who are you? The temple records are quite complete. Quarter fighting, Bilaba's emphasis was always on form three, which you favor to a ridiculous degree. Really, you were a poor student. Is that really all you've got, my boy? Well, I've got that. tell you what now we're talking a star wars show man mm-hmm. <laughs> wow yes. did i love this or what i tell you what uh isaac's killing it already as the inquisitor i love this guy i love his, what he's doing with his character already and he's we've only seen him this is like his big breaking out right here but let, yeah. you know look at what's going on here there's so much going on here first of all Luminara, they're using her and her bones as bait to lure Jedi around the galaxy. So they know that there's still going to be, you know, you know, Jedi or, or Padawans or whatever still throughout the galaxy spread out. So what a better way to, to lure them in. Forget the beacon. You know what I mean? They already disabled that. Don't worry about the beacon. They are smart enough to go, hey, let's, let's use Jedi as bait, dead ones. And now we know why yeah. they kept her all this time. You know, we were wondering why they kept... Uh, why they're keeping her? They want keeping her, keeping her bones. But also, look at the Inquisitor. See, this is another thing that I didn't know about the Inquisitor, is that yeah, I knew he, I, I we all knew that he knew he knows how to use a lightsaber, but 
I didn't know that he knew the Force. I mean, he's using the Force in this thing. So this makes this character even more intriguing to me. Like, how does he know? You know, what is going on with this character? We need to know more. I want to know yeah. more. I'm so dying to, to see what else is with, with, with this guy. So, so we got all that. And he's talking about Form 3. He's talking about lightsaber combat. He knows what Kanan's form is. He knows he's using, at least at this particular time, he's using a Form 3, which is a Sur the Suresu form. Which we've seen it. They use it a lot for blocking blasters. I think Obi Wan used it at one point. So, just wow, man! There's so much going on. Like I said, this is this is what I come to see right here. I'm a big lightsaber guy. You guys all know this before in the Clone Wars. This is my this is my cup of tea right here, man. This is what's going on. What do you think mm -hmm. of this scene, Mike? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, those of us who are Obi Wan Kenobi fans, we know that that Suresu is Obi Wan's. That's his. That's his preferred right. form. That's what that's what he generally uses. But uh, yeah, I, I it was it, I think you hit it on the head. It's basically just to show that the inquisitor is very knowledgeable. He's not just you know, he he's not general. That's Grievous, exactly what I was gonna say. Right? He's not Grievous. He's, exactly. He's more like Dooku than he is like Grievous. Right. He's a he's a dark Jedi. He's not Sith, but uh, he's one of He's one of Vader's minions that that goes out into the uh, the the galaxy and uh, and tracks down Jedi. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, it, the thing that's interesting about this is that if if it's canon that characters like the Inquisitors, because we know that the Inquisitor he's not the only one that there are multiple Inquisitors. So we know that if if there are Inquisitors out there, then a character like Mara Jade mm -hmm. is very possible, right? The Emperor's Hand. So I think that that uh, just how much Force using this character uh, uh, has shown off so far is a very good sign for that. Mm -hmm. That uh, that that maybe Mara Jade is out there somewhere, and that and that maybe her character hasn't been completely wiped from the face of the expanded universe. But I don't know. I guess she would have to show up in episode seven, wouldn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's highly unlikely, but but I don't know. We'll we'll have to we'll, again. That's a that's another wait and see situation, right? But because I know that that's a big fan favorite character. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, I, I I think the Inquisitor is great, and like you said, uh, Isaac's just killing yeah. it. So yeah. good. Um, it, you know, if you're gonna have a dark Jedi for a bad guy. Yeah, at least you got Captain Hook voicing him, right? So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I have to mention, too, just before this scene also, you know, Kanan, again, he's using the Force on these two stormtroopers. And mm -hmm. uh, he's looking right at him. And I, I forget sometimes that actually I was like, is that the first time, like, stormtroopers actually looked at somebody and were still were able to be manipulated by the Force? But actually Obi-Wan was able to do it in, in Star Wars. So I just think that's a just even a... Obviously, these stormtroopers are very, very weak-minded to be able to look at an enemy and still get force-persuaded. So I thought that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And then also, another funny moment where, where actually when uh, just before the scene with the Inquisitor, Kanan, uh, he, he uses the force and he pulls a couple stormtroopers to him and he kind of clotheslines them. And then Ezra kind of kind of turns to him and says, hey, you're not messing around, are you? He goes, you know, no, this ain't no messing around. This is... This is big boy time right here, man. This is we're getting deep yeah. in here. So I thought that was another couple of neat little moments with with uh, Ezra and Kanan. Uh, we'll continue here. Sabine tries to contact Kanan 
but their communications are being jammed and she realizes that, that they've walked into a trap. She and Zeb avoid an Imperial ambush, disable the turbo lifts, and secure a new escape route. The Inquisitor ignites a second blade from the circular hilt of his lightsaber and continues dueling with Kanan through the corridors of the prison. He boasts that the Jedi are dead and tries to persuade Ezra to join the dark side, but the boy stubbornly refuses. The Inquisitor hurls Kanan down the hallway with a force push and advances towards Ezra, poised to deliver a killing blow with his saber. Kanan recovers just in time and uses the force to pin the Inquisitor to the ceiling, allowing him and Ezra to retreat. So this is where I was talking about earlier, Mike, where I said, uh, you know, we see the Inquisitor use the force. So, like I said, he's definitely already above grievous as far as uh, his knowledge of the force and not just being a guy that can hurl lightsabers around. So I thought that was a great great scene there watching the only thing again yeah. we talked about this a long time ago when we first met the inquisitor was when uh his lightsaber is actually the circular guard on it and it actually spins around and i don't think you need that man i, I just uh, it just seemed like showing off or something i don't know i just don't think you need that with this with this character. yeah it's a little dorky yeah. it's a little like it's a that's a that's something that a toy does not a real no lightsaber. yeah you don't need that but, you don't need that you, he's he's plenty of powerful enough and he's got a great look and a great voice you don't need gimmicks to to make him look any cooler uh he's he's already yeah. got it so uh, that's the only kind of not problem but it's like eh, you know, whatever if we don't see that a lot no big deal but i don't want it to be his thing where like every time he fights now he's going to be spinning this thing around that's that's not yeah. combat i don't yeah i don't think we will because like as we saw with general grievous on many an occasion it makes for a very boring fight. yeah right, right right i mean and and the other side of it is that obi-wan very easily defeats right him yeah. when he's using that right like he very Easily gets in there, breaks the defense. Yeah, yeah. so it's a, it's a, it's not a good defense. Right. But no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah go ahead, Mike. I just wanted to mention that. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Kanan and Ezra regroup with Zeb and Sabine. With the Inquisitor hot on their heels, they head for their last remaining exit, the prison's heavily fortified main landing platform. Kanan and Ezra use the Force together to lift the massive blast door that blocks the exit and the Rebels charge into battle against the many stormtroopers waiting on the other side. Hera arrives and uses the Phantom's blasters to clear the landing pad with a little help from her flying friends. As Kanan and their team run, in, run to the ship's open hatch, the Inquisitor emerges onto the platform and hurls his spinning double-bladed lightsaber toward them. Kanan knocks it away with his own saber, and the Rebels reach their ship and escape to safety. Hey, so they're using the sort of the eagles from Lord of the Rings to help them out. Uh, that's the first thing, <laughs> yeah, I those of. big moth things. They're called uh, the 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 um, episode guide calls them TBDs. TBDs, which like 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 written out like like T I B I D oh, TBDs. TBDs. Okay, okay. But like it's a joke because they were called. Like they were labeled as to be determined <laughs> for a while, and then they just went. I, I guess they just they just decided nice. we'll just call them TBDs. TBDs. Excellent, excellent. Hey, another great scene with Kanan and Ezra, and I just love this teamwork thing. Almost, it's almost a father son thing, but more of like a big brother, little brother type of thing, where they both able yeah. to use the force to lift the door up. Uh, nice with the with the music and everything. It was just a really cool scene, and it. And it actually ends up just in a really cool way. I love the way this ends. The ghost touches down on Lothal. Ezra thinks that Kanan doesn't want him as a student anymore since he was going off to hand Ezra 
since he was going to hand Ezra off to Luminara. But Canaan says that he only wanted Ezra to have, to, to have the best teacher. Finally, understanding Master Yoda's words for himself, Canaan says that he will no longer just try to teach Ezra to be a Jedi, but resolves that from now on he will teach him. With newfound confidence and determination, the Master and his apprentice begin a new round of training drills. Look, don't bother saying it. I'm letting you off the hook. What are you talking about? I know you wanted to dump me on Luminara. But just because she's gone doesn't mean you're stuck with me. I don't want to dump you. Look, I just wanted you to have the best teacher. Well, I don't want the best teacher. I want you. Not that you're not the best. I... Ezra, I'm not going to try to teach you anymore. do is try, that means I don't truly believe I can succeed. So from now on, I will teach you. I may fail, you may fail, but there is no try. I understand, Master. Let's see if you do. As the camera pans out, um, Kanan's throwing, you know, Brocks or whatever it is at Ezra, and he's and he's mm-hmm. not kind of knocking him down. And it, it's kind of like it, it reminded me of going outside and playing catch with the boys. You know, this is Star Wars's equivalent to going out and throwing some catch, playing some ball with with your kids. You know what I mean? That's exactly where it, it reminded yeah. me. I was like, hey, come on outside. Let's, let's practice, you know. Let's go practice our hitting. Let's go practice our, our pitching. Let's go practice our lightsaber combat. You know what I mean? So this is Star Wars' equivalent to going out and, and playing ball. But, uh, but no, it was, it was a cool scene. It, just one of those nice ways to end it. And kind of like, oh, man, that was, that was really neat how they ended that like that. And, and Ezra telling Kanan, you know, hey, I don't – we've kind of already – Establish this kind of cool bond now that we have, and I don't want anybody else to teach me. You know, I I, I want to learn from you. Yeah. So, really touching uh, way to end this particular episode, Mike. Yeah, yeah, it's a it was a it was a good ending, and like we kind of talked about it already, the the idea that through teaching Ezra, uh, Kanan is learning is himself learning yeah. to be a Jedi himself. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's what I'm interested to see, and that's that's what I'm excited about mm-hmm. in the future. Right. Um, that's what I'm you know, and they brought it back to the the do or do not and the try thing, and they kind of yeah. kind of understand it. You know, it's 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 just doing it. You know, you're gonna do something, and and it's not trying. You're actually doing it. But if you fail, it's okay. You know, what I mean, you you get back up and and you do it. You do it again until you get it right. So we yeah. kind of figured out together what uh, what Yoda was saying. So yeah like i said earlier mike my one of my obviously a short season but my favorite so far i uh, love the stuff the, with the inquisitor some of the comedic moments in it with zeb and ezra and um and kanan and the lightsaber battle just just one of those great star wars uh feels uh to the episode so i loved it um yeah emails mike you want to talk about some emails or some facebook stuff going on well you know like before we get uh-huh. to that i just have to say i just have to say for for the record mm-hmm. That this episode, I I'm not gonna say it like it's not like it was my favorite episode of the series so far. It's kind of early in the series to yeah, of course. calling anything out mm-hmm. like that. 
And these episodes, like, it's it's kind of, uh, the, the, even though they kind of have their own beginning, middle, and end to each of them, it's part of a larger story. But it, watching this episode, I am I have, uh, I guess, come to the realization, or I've been able to confirm my suspicions that I, this, I, I actually, I like this more than The Clone Wars. I, I like Star Wars Rebels more than The Clone Wars, and maybe I'm the wow, first one yeah. to come out and say yeah. it. But I am enjoying this story way more than I enjoyed the Clone Wars as a series. Like I, I, I and and everybody knows I love the Clone yeah. Wars. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a few arcs here and there that that resonate. But there's not really an overarching story. It's a story about an entire galactic conflict with you know uh, uh, thousands of characters all involved in it but this is a is a personal story about uh really a family of 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 people trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. right and, and it's uh it it just it it's so much closer to i think what we consider classic star wars mm-hmm. that you know i clone wars has its place and clone wars enriches the prequels but this makes me want to watch the the original trilogy again. That's what that's what watching Rebels mm-hmm. does, and uh, and I don't know. I th- I th- I think that just for me personally, not not casting judgment on on the prequels or on anybody who you know their favorite movies are the prequels, um, but for me being a, an original trilogy fan uh, and a, and a kid who grew up with the original trilogy, that's. That's my connection to Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia. Those are my my touchstones. As much as I love Obi Wan Kenobi and uh, and and we enjoy the Clone mm-hmm. Wars, uh, that's that's what I'm getting from this, and that's what I'm enjoying so much about it so far. Yeah. And this is the episode where I kind of went, you know, this is uh, this is doing it for me in a way that 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 the Clone Wars never mm-hmm. did that never could right. right um so i just i just had to say that before we jump yeah. into uh into into the email no i i i would tend to agree i, th- I think there's there's been a few clone wars episodes that i thought were just killer episodes and i i haven't seen yeah. a rebels episode that just episode for episode but i think you you're definitely right that this thing is heading very quickly in only just a few episodes uh yeah. to that path yeah. to where it's gonna yeah overtake what the clone wars did so uh, it's exciting to, to be at this point and just to know that we got, you know, 13 or so, 12 or whatever episodes left and it's getting good and, and to see Vader already, yeah. you know, it's like, oh man, this is crazy. Uh, so Facebook, uh, on Facebook, Martin Aylman, big contributor to, to our Facebook group and a uh, longtime listener of the show. Uh, he had posted, today, you know, we talked last week about how, how we were watching these episodes now it's like you want to watch them and he says the same thing he says uh listen to your last episode i've watched every episode of rebels on my apple tv very very much like matt if there's anyone on the fence about getting one of these i highly recommend it i have to i have to agree with what martin's saying here i have the apple tv i had it for a long time in fact there's probably another reboot of an apple tv coming out in the next few months i would i would think but we'll see yeah, probably. but um, <laughs> but no, this thing is—it's only I don't know, maybe it's eighty-nine bucks now. It was ninety-nine when I bought it, but for less than a hundred bucks, I mean, you can get all kinds of stuff on this thing. I mean, Netflix and 
and and you know Disney XD. I, we can all watch Rebels early, like right after this. I'm gonna I can go watch the new Rebels that just you know the breaking ranks that we're gonna talk about in a second. It's already on the TV. Not to mention all the other Apple stuff you can do with it with streaming. Uh, and doing your own streaming from your phone to the Apple TV if you want to do videos. I do that all the time. So, uh, I, you know, I'm kind of an Apple guy. I got the iPhones and the Apple TVs and all that. I don't have a computer. I wish I had the computers. But, uh, no, Apple TVs, man, it's a solid piece, man. And, and I use it all the time. You know, Netflix, like I said, and, and Disney XD. And there's tons of different apps on it to Hulu and all that stuff. So, uh, I have to go with Martin on this one. I recommend the Apple TV to watch your Rebels episodes, but uh, you don't have Apple TV, do you, Mike? I okay. don't yet, but uh, but we are we're, we're considering. Yeah, it. we're considering yeah, definitely. It. Um, it's it, it, our 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 issue is uh, not so much being able to watch Netflix and whatever because we got all the PlayStation, oh, right, the, right, the Xbox, right. whatever. Um, but it's the bedroom where we don't yes. have anything like that right. set up. So we want like a cheap option. So I don't know. I don't know if Apple TV is going to be our option for that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's different up here, right? Because we don't have access to that Watch Disney XD app. Um, the oh, that's true. I yeah. was just I was just now looking, and we're still a week behind on iTunes mm. up here. Wow. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of. Yeah. It's a little bit obnoxious, but it is what yeah. it is, you know. Uh, hmm. Well, this way, yeah. Is... I, so I, I don't know if it would be that much of a benefit to me, probably but, not. So for specifically watching Star Wars, right? Yeah. Any more than just being able to record it off of the TV, right? right? Yeah, but, definitely. Probably not. Like I said, for you, not as great, but for the states, yeah, yeah. it's definitely, definitely worth it. Uh, coming next week. The, the episode yeah. is entitled Breaking Ranks, and Ezra goes undercover to retrieve information vital to an operation. Here's a quick little tease. Cadets, you enter this facility as children, and in a few short weeks, you will leave as soldiers. By the time you complete your training, you will be prepared to serve your emperor. Today, we will test your strength and resolve. Are you ready to become stormtroopers? Sir, yes, sir! At ease. So that's what's coming next week, Mike. Ezra is going undercover, and like I said, it's called Breaking Ranks, so... We'll see how it goes. Uh, like if it, we keep going like we're going, it's, it just keeps getting better and better. So uh, that's going to be it for this week, though. Yeah, that it. does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. As always, yes. for all the latest Star Wars Rebels news, head over to rebelspodcast.com, where Tim does an awesome job of keeping you guys up to date Good job, with the Tim. latest and the greatest oh, yeah. in Star Wars Rebels information also uh if you want to want to just sort of get your general generic general general or generic (laughs) star wars fix head over to starwarstsc.com that's the home of star wars the saga continues where tim and kyle they have their own podcast and they just kind of talk about star wars in general not a specific topic like we do Um, because here Mm -hmm. we do the recaps and over there they're just going to talk about you know uh, the latest in Star Wars news. So that's a great place to actually get all of your Star Wars news. And, uh, and of course, 
You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, and on Twitter at rebelspodcast. And uh, we always like hearing from you guys what you thought of the episodes, what you're looking forward to seeing soon, uh, collecting finds, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and you can do that by emailing us at therebelspodcast at gmail.com. We're always happy to get your emails. And yes, to, uh, definitely send those emails in. Yeah. Yes, we love it. Love feedback. Yeah, but, uh, but that's it for this episode. Thank you guys again for listening, and we will catch you next week on the Rebels Podcast. See you guys next week. Thank you.